You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. Larry, I got to do it again. Okay. Julian, hit the sounder. More Yamamoto rumors, buzz, smoke. Nice. Ty Schmidt. Yes. I think it's Schmidt. Mm-hmm. Who was part of the McAfee crew. Okay. He tweeted, hearing from a very reliable source that Yamamoto to the Yankees is done. Wow. Nine years. What do you think? How many How many million? 300. 326. Ah, close. Being told Godzilla, Matsui, helped mm-hmm. push it over the goal line. Mm-hmm. Now, this is Ty Schmidt. This is not Jeff Passan. Right. This is not a Passan bomb. This right. is not, you know, your typical. This is. I don't know that Ty has broken news in the past, but mm-hmm. he's really putting it out there. If he gets this one wrong, nobody's ever going to listen to him again. And he might in terms have to of do news else besides McAfee, <laughs> right? Oh, they'll still hear him on McAfee, but no. In terms of breaking news, I don't know yes. if anybody's going to. This is a big one to put out there. Yes. Wow. Now I've not seen any other reports yet. Mm-hmm. Feels like this might be a little premature. Yes. Mm. Now, uh, oh, hit the hit the news hit the sounder oh, again. Oh, we got more. They're, they're filing in. John Heyman Uh-oh. reports Yankees have made a significant bid on Yamamoto, but at this point, they haven't heard one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Feels like he's kind of t- stealing Ty's smoke here. Mm. Ty was the first one to put this out there 36 minutes ago. Yes. Huh. Oh, hit the music again. Wow. Brendan Cuddy of NJ.com heard the same thing as John. This is going by minute by minute here. Nice. As recently, uh, Yankees haven't been told they're out or they're in. They remain hopeful. Somebody's going to have a Merry Christmas. He's going well, to Yamamoto's definitely going to have a Merry well, there's Christmas. There's no question he will. Yeah. There's no question he will. Wow. I mean, think about where this was when, when we first heard the name Yamamoto. This guy might get $200 million. Yeah, that's right. This guy might get 225 Now we're talking in the, in the range of well over $300 million for a guy who's never thrown a major league pitch. And then Otani happened. Right. <laughs> he blew everything out, and they yeah. reset the market. Reset the market. Now let me ask you this. If it's yes. true and the Yankees get him for nine for three twenty six, as a Met fan, will you be ticked off? Yes. You mean to tell me Steve Cohen couldn't got him for 327, 328, 330? Right. You see Cohen, throw 350 out there. What do you care? I mean, you know, you couldn't this have got him. what you do. And it puts more pressure on them. They can't let they can't let Alonzo go. If they, if they no, don't get him. You, you'll hear about the Alonzo extension two days later, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> that thing will be cooked up quickly. You know, but that's – and you know what? And we've, we've had the discussion, Gordon. Then no matter else what they do, it's it's a bad off season for the Mets. It's yeah, a bad I, off season. Yeah, I definitely see. This is it's the one that season. they need. Yep, this is the one they need. You can't lose Soto and Yamamoto to the Yankees. <sighs> you can't lose them both. You can't lose them both, Gordon. As a Mets fan, you can't lose them both. Okay, Soto, that's a trade. I got it. Yeah, you don't I, you don't want to get prospects. Do you just got the prospects. I got you. I got that. But this is a money deal. Yep. This is all about money. Mm-hmm. And that's what this guy brings to the table. 
Now, if he's if we find out, well, you know, I offered them this and they turned right. it down. If they offered three like fifty and he turned it down, nothing you could okay, do. Okay, we're good. Nothing right. you could do. But if you didn't offer more money, I, I got an issue with that. Yeah. I'll be very disappointed. Very disappointed. I'll be downright angry. And I don't get angry very often. No. You, Larry's like the Incredible Hulk. You wouldn't like him when he's angry. Although it almost happened today driving. Wow. What's, <laughs> what's the story? It almost happened today driving. You remember we did, uh, it happened again. You remember we did uh, DNR last year? Uh-huh. And I told you about being in the HOV. Oh. And somebody gave me the middle finger because yes. I was going too slow. But there was mm. somebody ahead of me and they didn't know. Mm-hmm. So, Gordon, I'm in the right lane, and, and this is partially my fault because oh. I normally don't, I normally try to get out of the right lane when there's an, an exit lane that, that merges. Gotcha. Somebody's coming off the highway, coming into the main highway, they come off mm-hmm. this lane. Get out of here. Right. Let me move over here. I did, couldn't move, they didn't get a chance to move. This person just comes right in, and I'm, and I'm like, I know you're going to stop. I know you're going to stop. And I had to, fortunately, there was nobody in the left lane. They kept coming, Gordon. I had to swerve over to the middle lane to avoid an accident today. And I was just saying, like, come on, folks. Can you please just look? No. Can you please just look? And, and I, I, I said some things that my Sunday school teacher would be very unhappy with. Uh, well, look, it's it, it justified. In a, in, a, in a court of law, <laughs> absolutely justified, Larry. <laughs> Thank you, Gordon. And, I appreciate I, that. I think it was the pandemic and people didn't drive. Some people didn't yeah. drive that often. Yes. And it wasn't like a lot of these people were working with a, with a high level of functioning even before that in terms of driving ability. But who boy, it's like people have taken their brains out of their heads when they're driving lately. My son said to me today, it's like, I think people need to, instead of getting your license renewed, you need to take the driver's test again. It, you, it, really, it is kind of crazy, right? <laughs> it's the most dangerous thing that we do on an everyday basis. Yeah. And you pass it one time when you're, you're 17 or 18. <laughs> you're good. You're fine. What, but what about when I'm 80 and I have cataracts? I can't see. Nah, you're fine. You're good. Your grandfather did. I'm, I'm deaf. <laughs> I can't hear anything anymore. The sirens are going off. The, the, nah, you're fine. You're good. What I can't, I've shrunk. I'm so old. I've shrunk. I can't see over the steering wheel. And nah, good. Keep it going. Keep it going. No need. <sighs> and it's not like I want to go back to DMV for any reason. Oh, I'll please, tell you that. No. Right. Oh my God, that's like that's like that's like. I'd rather go to jail than go to DMV. But oh, but there's gosh. some merit to that. There's a little yeah. merit to that, Gordon. A little <laughs> merit to that. I must oh say, a little gosh. merit to that. I'd say back to the phone. 1-800-919-3776. Artie. Artie's in Brooklyn. What's up, Artie? That is the Jets are. I'm still going next week. I mean, this week. You're going Sunday, Artie? I'm going, but I'm not rooting. You're You're not not rooting? rooting. That's going to be like, that's going to, no, I'm just going to stare. I'm going to watch. That'll be a little weird. I'm not. It's gonna be. I'm just gonna go to the game. I'm not gonna make one noise. It's gonna be my first time. I, no, I that's impossible. I don't believe Artie, that. I don't buy it. Artie, I don't I believe know. that you go anywhere for three hours and don't make a noise. That's yeah, good. Good point. That's a good point. But let me hit. Let me say. Okay. I mean, at least throw me a bone and do not play guys that I'm not gonna be here next year. Okay. I do not want to see Westhead on anywhere on near field. I don't want to see him. 
I don't want to, it's ridiculous. They drafted this kid from LSU. If you're not going to sign Ashton Davis, I don't, I still don't know if he can play. Okay. Mm-hmm. You might as well put him out there. I don't care how many touchdowns we give up. And then do we have to see Sherwood, somebody like that at linebacker? You got to have somebody better than him at outside linebacker. You have to. And then, I mean, you know, you had Rich on, and they're talking about drafting. You're going to draft a wide receiver? Are you kidding me? So can we just lose? If we lose out, guys, right, are you really going to have, like, a bad opinion on Sally now? I mean, we lose out. We get a better draft pick. I mean, Sally's going to lose his job because he lost. No, he's not losing his job. He's not losing his job. Much like Aaron told you he's not playing again this year, he told you that the head coach is not going anywhere. Head coach will be back. Okay, here's, and here's my last question to you guys, okay? Yes. So, we obviously need a backup. Uh, we're not that, it's not that bad. We can fix this. We draft an offensive <laughs> lineman. We, wait, hang on. No, no, no seriously. We draft, we draft an offensive lineman, right? We tag okay. Beckton. We tag Beckton. Tag, tag him. A guard. Tag him what? Tag, He's it? He's the first guy out of town? No, you're not. T- he's Beckton's not coming back. They're not getting bring back Beckton. Why? Because he's not good. Why are you gonna get rid of him? Well, he's not any good. Did you watch the well, game against the Dolphins? Yeah, one bad day against. Yeah, one bad game against the Dolphins. He's not any good. He's our best lineman. No, he's right. not your best lineman. Wait. Well, he's, he's, he's your best, best healthy lineman. lineman. Yeah, but you don't have any good no, linemen. Mm-hmm. Okay, so okay. Beside that, you need a backup quarterback. Here's yes. your choices. Taylor, who the kid Browning, Tannehill, and can you think of anybody else? Because you're not getting big. Oh, and if you could throw enough money to Mayshew to come here, but I doubt it. I doubt he's going to come. Oh, Mayshew's only but making like four million dollars. I don't yeah, know. He's not making that much. Yeah, he's he? not making that much. So I mean, um, I, I don't know how much. I don't know what the Jets cap situation. Uh, but well, Aaron's giving money away. Yeah, I, I, so I mean, whoever who you're going to sign, if you're going to get a good guy, he's going to make four million dollars. Yeah. I, well, I, so who do you want as your backup? If, if it were me, it would be Minshew. Minshew and then Tannehill shortly behind him. And Brissett, if I could get him. I don't know what the situation <laughs> yeah. is. I don't know what the situation right. is uh, with Washington, but if they're going to make changes, you know, they, he could be out. Yeah, he's a guy that bounces around a lot. I can you see know. that. All and right, worst guys, of all, and maybe, call, Artie, maybe, maybe you end up with Tyrod Taylor because he's not going to be back with the Giants. Maybe with Tyrod Taylor. And then maybe. we're, we're going to all out and getting Devontae in here. Because that that would help the offense and so, so much. Would, and so would Wilson more than one. Of, and so would more than one offensive lineman, Artie. Thank you for the phone call. More than one. Now I and, love how and, Artie said that. This is not that bad. I can fix this. It, it's like yeah. when you broke your your mother's china plate. <laughs> the Before, fine china, or you smacked up dad's car. It's all right. I so got some tools. I can fix this. We can fix this. And it looks worse than if it. Than oh it, yeah, right. You should have left yeah, it smacked up. They'll never know. You should have left it smacked up because it looked better smacked up. Yeah. It did. It did. Richard to Manhattan. What's up, Richard? Hey, fellas. Uh, as far as uh, Monday, Christmas yes. Day, yes. it really is Christmas Day. We get up with the Knicks. Mm-hmm. Then we watch Danny DeVito uh, against uh, Philly. Right. I might be and watching then, Danny DeVito in one of his movies with, the, with, with, with what I expect Tommy from DeVito. the Giants against the Eagles. Uh, and you know, I'm twins. To see, 
if uh, Philly, they sack him and they mimic his, you know, his uh, Italian expression. Oh, That's going to be must-see to watch. Yep. All right. But I want to see the kid do good. I want to see the Giants win. But that's going to be fun, and I, mm-hmm. I really want to see the kid do well. And right. then, this, and then at night, we got San Francisco against my favorite quarterback to watch. I mean, I love watching Lamar Jackson, and I love watching Candlestick. Uh, well, they don't play Candlestick, but I love the San Francisco field because it's that old-fashioned grass dirt kind of field, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, it reminds me of the old football stadium. So that, that's always good. Uh, Larry, I was thinking, Gordon. Jalen Brunson, he yeah. didn't start with Dallas, did he? Wasn't he a third guard? Well, um, I think he was a, a backup, but then, you know, he was there for a few years. It wasn't like he just had the one year. Right, he, he started he as a backup. A backup but the but then he guard. had the big year when he was going to become a free agent. And I think, right. I mean, at that point, he was getting starters minutes. Yep. Okay, can you guys think of anybody like that? Who was sort of always in like a supporting role on another team? Could be a guard or a forward. Then got traded or became a free agent. And as soon as he became a free, you know, went to the other team, his real talent shined through. Can you guys think of anybody in basketball like really surprised? I mean, obviously not just the Nick, anybody in the league. And at any position where you really saw his true ability really come through. I, I can't think of anybody. Can't think off the top of my head, I cannot. Yeah, I, do some I mean, it, it, it has been unbelievable how good a player he's fooled everyone, you know, as evidenced by the contract he signed. Nobody mm-hmm. thought he was even worth this, the money, the amount of money that he did sign for, right? They would say, oh, how why, how could the Knicks give the midget this kind of money? And, you know, you remember that? They were saying he's too short. He's mm-hmm. He was overpaid. The Knicks he's going to be an all-star this year. Yeah. Right. Right. I don't Absolutely. remember anybody that surprised me. I can't either. Me. I don't know, but maybe one day I will. I'll come back to you guys. Anyway, fellas, always a pleasure. You know, one last thing I want to say. You know, I love you guys when you're on separately because this way we get we get both of you guys at, at more at more time. You know, I, I feel we lose a lot because you guys are together. But, Larry, your sense of humor with, with Gordon really comes true. It's so understated, and it reminds me of Bill Russell. You know, Bill Russell, when he was a color commentator, he'd always have those short jibes in, and, they, and then he would laugh just like you do, Larry. Well, his laugh, I mean, it reminds me of Bill Russell when he was doing the commentating. But his your laugh sense was of humor little... is so great, Larry. It's so understated. Well, and Gordon brings it out in you, too. He does. He and does. You can't and do I try it to do you the best so him, but, but Gordon brings you guys people together. Are, unbelievable. That's what he does. Fellas, always a pleasure. Right, Thank you very much, Larry. Thank Gordon. you, Richard. I appreciate, I appreciate the kind words. Not um, many Gordon, days you get compared to Bill Russell. I mean, that's a good day. That is, that's a great day. That's a great day. Although, you know, it's kind of like he prefers us separate, though. I like us together. Well, I love us together. We yeah. sometimes have, you know, it's like we're like a, a music group, you know. Sometimes yeah. you have to go off and do your own thing for a little, mm-hmm. but you come back to the group. Yeah, absolutely. And Brun- uh, Brunson, uh, in year three, uh, he only started 12 games. And then the, the fourth year with Dallas, he started 61. So that was the year where he had the, the big jump. Um, and so did Dallas. And so did Dallas, right. Because, and he jumped you know, to the Knicks. And he yeah, took it Dunches, on. Dunches was like, hey, I got hey, help. Hey, well, this guy can help not me Not that out. he was passing the ball much. but <laughs> No, <laughs> not a Luca. lot. <laughs> you know Luca. You know Luca. When we return, we got more phone calls. All right. And... The Thursday night match. Oh, by the way, before we go to break, Richard, and, and people have done this all day just to settle it down. Sunday is Christmas Eve. So Richard said on Christmas Day, it's going to be fun. We're going to watch. 
Oh, this. right. We're going to watch that. No, 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 no. Football is Christmas Eve. Christmas Day is NBA Day. Christmas yeah. Eve is NFL Day. So, yeah, you'll be watching, you know, the Christmas Eve game. You're watching Tommy DeVito. You can watch the little Jets. Maybe a little Christmas music, a little Christmas, you know, little some Christmas movies. Might have them stored up. Uh, Christmas Day is a good – Christmas Eve, Gordon, good day to have um, the Red Zone. <laughs> so you won't have to stick with one team. Right. Well, I mean, look, Smoke the N- the NFL is trying to take over the, the, the NBA's thing, right? The NBA is, is Christmas Day. Yeah. Um, That's right. Well, look, the Giants playing on Christmas Day means I kind of have to watch that one. But the only game I really care about is the Ravens and Niners. That's a yeah, good – that good will game. that will draw my attention. That's going to be a good one. That's, That's going to be a good one. Calls in next on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. Larry Jason Aldean's Highway Desperado Tour is coming to Northwell Health at Jones Beach Theater on Friday, July 12th and PNC Bank Art Center on Saturday, July 13th. ESPN New York has your chance to score tickets at ESPNNewYork.com or on the ESPN New York app. All you got to do, scroll down to contests and submit your entry. It's brought to you by Live Nation. Tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. All right, Larry. Yes. Jets Commanders game this Sunday. Yes. Not, not exactly what you would describe as a prime time matchup. Okay. Now, last week, one of the uh, games, the Falcons-Panthers, tickets were going for as low as 45 cents. <laughs> I will Sorry. tell you, the Jets and Commanders, it's not nearly that bad. Okay. What do you think the lowest price to get into Jets-Commanders is as we speak, according to uh, ESPN.com? $15. Lower. $10. Lower. $5. $8. You can wow. get in for $8. Wow. Wow. I'm guessing that's going to yeah, that's going to drop down before. You can get in for 8. You'll be you'll be like on the 50-yard line by, right. by at the end of the first quarter. Oh, absolutely. They might ask you to play quarterback given <laughs> I mean given with what we've seen. It's like the old joke, what time is the game? What time can you show up? That's it. Absolutely. Wow, that's crazy. Eight bucks. Eight dollars. Mm-hmm. Man. That's why there was some thought to putting Aaron Rodgers out there. That, that, <laughs> there I, I mean, can you? That was some thought. No one thought it could have been like this. No, no way. No way. Well, Samini said it. All the hard knocks over the summer. Everybody's ready. We're just ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ready. NFL was re- Gordon, the schedule maker, was ready. We had Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. We might, we might have had Aaron Rodgers watch. He was going to be on every game, every game. Prime time. Jets, Jets, Jets. Just unbelievable. Yeah, the networks, I think, got to cover themselves next year. Well, let's, let's, let's shy away from Jets, Giants we'll for a little while in. here. We'll flex, if they're good, we'll flex them in the second half of the season. Yeah. That's what they'll do. You know, I mean, like I'm trying to scratch my head. We get to the calls in a second. I'm trying to figure out, nobody wants to flex out New England, Denver? <laughs> oh, <laughs> nobody thought about flexing no. that one out? What are you doing? I don't know. New England, Denver. Oh, please. Yeah. They got to pay you to watch that one. That's tough. Yeah, there's no that question is, about that's it. That's a tough one. Michael's in the Garden State. What's up, Mike? Hey, how you doing, uh, Uncle Larry? So, I just 
I just have a thing with like about the the Knicks, right? Mm-hmm. So I saw that you know we were we were up by a lot against the Nets. You know, Grant. You know, we should be obviously, but I, I always you know I thought about this too. I'm like, why didn't they play Fournier? You know, they played everyone else, but not Fournier. Now, obviously, I'm not saying, oh, play the guy. You know, I mean, he has a big contract. Why not play him for that one minute or so? Michael, it has come to – it's an interesting question, and thanks for the phone call. It has come to the point now that he's already been disrespected. Now you will humiliate him by putting him in a game in that situation. For a minute. For a minute. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. So he's just going to sit there. He will continue to practice good. He'll continue to keep himself in shape, waiting for them to make a move. And as close to the trade line come, trade deadline happens in February. Uh, they will. He will. Ha- I will think he will be part of a transaction, or he Has may be, be part of a transaction in the next couple of weeks, Gordon. Because now that we know yeah. that Mitch Robinson's not coming back, he's probably going to be moved in in some kind of a deal to get some more depth at the center spot. Now that Jericho Sims is out with with an injury. Yeah. Uh, look, I know that the they're currently uh, in litigation. Uh, the the situation with Toronto, I think bears monitoring. I think that they, they have a couple of guys there that could really help the Knicks. I don't know yep. whether or not they can come up with a deal that would help uh, that, that both sides would agree to, but um, we shall see. Yeah, they got to use that con- as an expiring contract. They even out a lot of deals to make the money work, so he's not going to play. No, he's not going to play. And with the Knicks luck, with oh, injuries God. of late, right. yeah. he would come in. Yeah. <laughs> Broken ankle, ankle. <laughs> out for the season. Can't get rid of it. Right, of course. <laughs> that would be that would be what would happen next. Mm-hmm. It's just the way things are going. It's just the way things are going. Johnson Forest Hills. What's up, John? Uh, good evening, Larry Gordon. Uh, before I uh, say, say my ask my question, I'd like to say I think you, both of you guys together have a lot of synergy, and I, I love listening to both of you. Um, Thanks, John. Thanks, John. My, my question about the Jets, you know, because I found it very uh, disturbing that they would actually activate – Aaron Rodgers to the uh, you know roster, but is there a possibility that maybe they're thinking he could play the last game against the Patriots because to make our season would be to beat the Patriots and you know give Belichick a, a loss before he uh, before he gets fired from uh, New England. John, I don't see him playing against the Patriots, and and there's a big question. And thanks for the phone call and the kind words. There is a question as to why they would even activate him, and and I I have the same question, Gordon. I wonder why you're going to activate him anyway. I don't see him playing against the Patriots, and I'm telling you right now, if he stepped on the field against the Patriots, Belichick would send everybody safeties, linebackers, <laughs> line be a guy jumping out of the helicopter above the sky cam. There would be a guy jumping out of right to 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 get to him and and put and put the Jets in a bad situation for next season. They would be out of their minds to put him on the field. No, he's not going to play. No, he, he has given you the answer. There's nothing. Not sometimes it, I get it. Sometimes there's more to it. Right. I I forgot to ask Rich what he would have made uh, about when he saw Rogers on the sidelines and his facial. Mm. Uh, maybe it was just uh, there are situations where there's more to it and you want to mm-hmm. know the Rogers situation. There's nothing more to it. He's not playing. Not going to play. He shouldn't play. He won't play. He's not going to play. See you next year. And if you're a Jet fan, that that first decision about next year, they're they're on the right track. Oh. <laughs> they're on the right track. 
That's the right thing to do. That absolutely was the right, the right thing, thing to, do. to do. Shut him down. Shut mm-hmm. him down. No, you're not playing. No. No. We'll come back and take more calls next on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. BB, uh, BB Kings? Uh-huh. In sure. Times Square? Yeah, I know. Oh, he did a nice job with that. Well, close to 8th Avenue. But yeah, he's nice. Very talented young man. It's hard to see Damon for Grasso on 98.7 ESPN. Howard David at the top of the hour on 98.7. Let's go back to the phones. 1-800-919-3776. Saeed is in Brooklyn. Saeed, you are next on 98.7. Hey, good evening, guys. Good evening. Um, let me take you for speaker. Sorry about that. Um, I had a quick question. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a little while ago, we let Phil, we let, uh, Phil Jackson pick Nilakina on his way out the door. That was like letting, after you confessed to your girlfriend you cheated on her, you let her cook your last meal. So a report came out saying that uh, Thibodeau is the coach that players least want to play with them, you know, least want to play with. How long before we decide that we should move on from Tibbs before, you know, and and, um, how long do we decide we should move on from Tibbs because we want to attract players that want to come to New York and play in the system or play for our team, rather, I should say. Well, what's interesting about that, Saeed, is that was a conversation that people had about him before. But I think now that they're winning, uh, players just want to win. And as more people come here, and thanks for the phone call, as more people come, Gordon, I think it allows you to say, you know what, maybe he's changing. Maybe he's softening a little bit. Uh, there's no question that previously, and he's not the perfect coach by any means. Let me I'm not trying to defend him. Let me just say that. But usually... When you start to win, it changes how people look at you. And and for him to be part of what is kind of a resurgence with the Knicks right now, the way they performed over the past, over the four years he's been here, I, I think that's minimizing some. I still think that people want to see how he performs. And the one thing I will say, Gordon, he's letting players play. He's letting Brunson run the up, let Brunson do what he wants to do. He let lets Randall do what he wants to do, sometimes to a fault. Uh, but he seems to be a guy that's that kind of is Josh Hart gets to do what he wants to do. He seems to be a guy that's gotten a little bit more freer on hand uh, with how he controls his team. Now, defensively is another story, but offensively, I think he's even defensively, Gordon, because there's people he would sit down normally and not play again if they messed up defensively. I think he's become a little open minded. It, his presence and him being the coach did not stop Brunson from coming here. It uh, was not the holdup in the Donovan Mitchell possible trade that was back then and, and even now. And here's the thing. If the Knicks do trade for a superstar, I don't see Tibbs's, uh being the head coach being an impediment because whoever that superstar is, they'll have more power than Tibbs coming in the door. And mm-hmm. that superstar, if they want Tibbs out, he'll get him out later. Yeah. Uh, th- th- that's, not, that's not something that's immovable. So uh, I think that that's a largely overblown factor. And here's the other thing. Like, I know we all, as Knicks fans, championship, championship, championship of progress. If the Knicks simply do what they did last year, what did they have, 47 wins last year? Yeah, something like that. They hint with 50 wins and a, and a playoff win for – they can do this for the next decade, and he's not going anywhere. There's, I think that, that ownership is so happy that things have been turned around and they're no longer a punchline and they are functional and they have production and they're, they're making the playoffs and all those type of things. I don't think he's going anywhere anytime soon. 
it's about sustainable success, right? Mm-hmm. And the other part of it is at what point in time, and this is with really, Gordon, kind of all the New York teams, mm-hmm. with the exception of the Yankees, because Boone's been here a minute now, uh, there comes a time where you you got to have some consistency in your coaching and managing staffs because you constantly change. There's no there's no continuity. Mm-hmm. And, and so right now the Knicks have – Continuity. When's the last time the Knicks had a coach, one coach for four years straight? Uh, it, uh, it's been a long time. I mean, you have to. I mean, you got to go. Ben Gundy. <laughs> you gotta, it uh, might be Woodson. Woodson. Yeah, Woodson was here for four years. Yeah. Yeah, Woodson would be it. You know, so it's you know that's the type of con- when you look at teams that win, that's what you see. The continuity of the coaching. And oh, excuse me. Woodson was only here. He was. I thought years? he was here for three and a and a little bit. He was here for two and a little bit. Wow, I thought he was here for three. Yeah. Okay. Well, so. he was here for three, but he took over for D'Antoni. Right. And then he had two more years after that. Okay. Uh, D'Antoni made it three and a half. Mm-hmm. Isaiah made it two. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, uh, not Larry Brown. <laughs> obviously. He quit. Uh, yeah, yeah. Ben Tapped Gundy out. was the last guy to make it four full seasons. It's amazing. And that's in the 90s. <laughs> yeah, he, he he his last full season was 2000, 2001. But yeah, he took over 96, 97. Yep. And he had uh, he had a decent run there of five straight seasons. And then the sixth season, he resigned after 19 games. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's part of the reason why you don't have the issue. You picked the wrong coach and you didn't make the necessary and you didn't have talent. So. That's what you have now. So if, if you can get to a situation where you have some continuity, mm-hmm. all right, and you have people that, you know, you, we get to have a system going, we get to put some things in place, now you can start to look at things. So, yeah, you're right. As long as they have sustainable success and you can say they have a chance. Now, here's, here's where it might adjust, may have to change, Gordon. Mm-hmm. I think you need to get to the point where you can say, okay, much like the 90s Knicks, I think we can get to the Eastern Conference Finals and have a shot at the at the championship. Then I think you can do the 10 years. I don't know how long you can continue to do. Okay, we got to the we won the first round, got to the second round and lost in 5 or 6 to Miami. This year we got to the second round. All right, let's say it's against Boston, we lose in 6 or 7. All right, because the the team is better, the caliber of opponent is better. That that's a successful season. Right? Mm-hmm. If if you have similar team and you don't make a real big move, that's a successful season, especially if you, since you've lost Mitchell Robinson. As you go forward, though, Gordon, I think you have to take that next step, or you have to at least make the yeah. move yeah. to get oh, to absolutely. that next step. But but when so you make that move, say, okay, that we're, we're but, good. Yeah, but when you make that move, that's when the expectations absolutely. really arrive, right? Yes. Like they can live like this for a while. Yeah, and if, if they make the playoffs every year and they win a playoff round, maybe hey, once in a while, maybe they don't make the second round, but once in a while they they go beyond the second round once mm-hmm. or something. They can live with that, but then when they make whatever that big move is, and it doesn't seem like it's on the horizon right now, no, that's really when doesn't. the real expectations. Okay, then it's fair to criticize. Hey, you're not where Boston is or Philly or you know, does does this move get you to that level? How far away did you close the gap? All that right. type of stuff. And who's to say that? He would be the coach at that time when they get to that point. Right. They Who may knows? turn around and say, you know what? <laughs> mm-hmm. You can't get us there. We're going to go somewhere else. That's happened before to a number yep. of coaches. Yeah, absolutely. I get you to that door. Can I open mm-hmm. the door? Nah, sorry. No, nah, we got somebody else to open the door. Thank, thank you for your service. G- goodbye. It could easily happen. It could easily happen. Uh, Nathan's in Jersey. What's up, Nathan? 
Okay, listen, uh, Larry, I, I'm a Nick fan going back to when Dick Barnett was starting in the backcourt with Walt Clyde Frazier. Mm-hmm. All right, so long term. Mm-hmm. What I what frustrates me about many Nick fans, at least currently now, is people say bring in the superstar, bring in the superstar. If you can't identify who you have in mind, other than Donovan Mitchell, who's not a superstar in my opinion, mm-hmm. forget it. It's just like guessing. Don't say bring in the superstar. Name somebody. Name a person who you think might be on the radar, who you like to target, who would get them over the hump. If you can't name them, forget about it. It's like speculation. It's like guessing. Yeah, if I had a million dollars, I would be successful. I hear what you're saying, Nathan. Thanks for the phone call. Um, and, and some people do. Some people do mention names. Now, Gordon, we've talked a little bit about Kawhi Leonard as a possible right. guy to bring mm-hmm. in. He's 32. I will say this. I know it's early in the season. I'm not trying to jinx him, but he's been on the court a lot. <laughs> yeah, and, and they've kind of since we since I brought up his name, they've kind of turned things around. So that's it, so it always kind of seemed unlikely. But I think to Nathan's point, and it's a good one, how many you have to identify how many superstars do you actually think there are in the NBA? Mm-hmm. Because I, if there's ten, that's not a 10. lot. I don't 10. think it's ten. I think it's like seven or maybe. eight, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe. But to to just argue with it, Nathan, for a second, I think when people say superstar, I think they just mean a big move. It doesn't right. have to be that foundational top seven player. It's just somebody who's going to make you that much take that next step forward where you can compete against the top three in the East. Makes you better than what you are. Right. Uh, a guy who comes in the door and he's the Knicks best player. Mm-hmm. And I think that, Donovan Mitchell would be that, even though he's not a superstar. Right. He would be their best player. And that's what they're looking for. Although, I would say to you, Nathan, that OG Ananobi would not be their best player, but he would make them a better team. He would make them a better team. All right? And he's not going to be their best player, and he is by no means a superstar. But, but with what you have, sometimes the sum of your parts can be better than an individual player. Or two. I mean, look at what Golden State and listen, Steph Curry is unbelievable. Unbelievable. But look at what they were able to do. Who's the superstar on that team with them? I mean, move move Steph Curry aside when they were winning those championships. You know, who was the superstar? Now, I mean, remember, they won 70 plus games before Durant got there. Mm-hmm. Now, clearly when Durant got there, he was the right, superstar. He was superstar. Yep. There's no question about that. Once he came, superstar. But they won. They were successful before he got there. They won before he got there. So it's an interesting thought. But, uh, Nathan, you're right on one side. It's like superstar, superstar, who do you want? Well, you know, listen, some people say they want Embiid. Not getting Embiid now. No. You don't even hear rumors about it. He's not even talking about going anywhere now. now. Because he's happy. He doesn't have Harden. He's got Maxie. He and Maxie are rolling. They're rolling. And they love Nick Nurse, as we thought they might. Because he's, he's, he's a good coach. He's a really good coach. We'll come back, take a couple more phone calls, and Gordon, I think we'll chat with Howard David. All that's next on 98.7 ESPN. After tonight, I am away until Christmas Eve. I have a Christmas Eve show to do from 2 to uh, 5. And I know you're away, but you're on Saturday, yes? I'm on Saturday, and then I'm on the following Saturday. But Mm -hmm. we'll be off next week. Yes. Rest up. But uh, thanks to all the listeners throughout the year, even the ones I disagree with, the Zach Wilson truthers, all of them. Everybody. 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 It's the time of the year where even those, we, we, they, everybody deserves a, a nice holiday season. Absolutely. They definitely do. Let's definitely do. Let's take a quick call. Rob's and Merrick. Rob, you're next on 98.7. Hey, Larry, Gordon. Happy holidays to you guys. 
your ever optimistic Knicks fan checking in. Um, right, losing Mitch is, is, is a huge loss, obviously. But optimistically, when he comes back in March, I think that'll invigorate the uh, defense and we'll start picking it up. I can't remember a Knicks team that where the offense flows like it does. It, it's so sick watching these guys. We got the shooters. Now, my wish list, the superstar that the gentleman uh, earlier wanted me to name or somebody's name, mm-hmm. if things go sideways in Phoenix – Devin Booker is the guy. That's the closer at small forward that, that, that would fit in perfectly. A more realistic situation, Portland, they're going nowhere, rebuilding, looking to go young. We could give them as many draft picks as they want. Jeremy Grant would be a tremendous fit for us. 20 points a game, great defense, rebounding. I th- and, and I think he's a Thibodeau kind of a guy, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, that's interesting, Rob. Thanks for the phone call. I always liked Jeremy Grant Gordon. Um, mm-hmm. I liked him when he, he's been a couple of stops now. Uh, I liked him. Um, the past couple of years, if memory serves me correctly, he's had some availability problems because of injury. Mm-hmm. But, but I, really, I, I like him, and I agree. He would be that type of player. He might be a little older now. I'm not sure how old he is. I think he's like 30, 31, 32, somewhere up in there now. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, he's, yeah. No, he's still 29. 20, okay. 30, so he's right. he's still right there. He's still it's, right it's there. It's okay. He's right there. Um, he would make them better. He's not superstar, but he would definitely no. make them better. He would. He would. That, that, that's a nice move. Uh, Devin Booker's not going anywhere, even if they go sideways in, in Phoenix. Uh, you know, and, and listen – since Bradley Beal can't stay healthy, they're going to need him. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's the only guy, and even he's missed some time. You know, so that you know that Phoenix situation, Gordon. I don't. That doesn't. It's not working. It's not working. No, it's it early. Not. It's not working though. It really isn't. It really isn't. Well, We're we said that about the Clippers too to start yeah, the year. So true. We'll see what happens. Maybe it will. At the top of the hour, in for us will be Howard David. He will take you up until midnight here on 98.7 ESPN. Howard, Larry, and Gordon, how are you, my friend? Long time. Yeah, long time, Larry. Good to hear you. How are we doing, Howard? Uh, for uh, considering uh, limping around with a pinched nerve, I'm doing okay. All right. Look at you. Battling, battling, battling through injury, right, Howard? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> You're right. I want to go on the IR, but they wouldn't put me there. There you go. So, Howard, I'm, I'm kind of curious, as a former Jet broadcaster doing play-by-play, what have you thought about this Jet season? I, my, my grandson is an avid Jets fan. I mean, he lives and dies with the Jets fans. He's a freshman at Dartmouth. And he said to me, could you believe what the Jets put out there last Sunday? And I said, that was not professional football. No, I mean, that was, that, they were thoroughly unprepared. And I got to lay that on Sal. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, uh, I was watching the, the 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 episode of Hard Knocks. I was telling Larry, uh, as a Dolphin fan, uh, it was like they were mocking the Jets to their faces. Uh, yeah, uh, it, it definitely. I, I since Rogers spoke, it feels like the whole gang is coming back next year. But yeah, I I don't know that they could suffer through three more weeks of that. No, you're right, and and I. I agree with uh, not playing him. What for? What reason? Yeah. I mean, they're not in a playoff hunt. The obvious is why play him. I mean, do we? Everybody says the same old Jets. Well, fourth play of the season. <laughs> I mean, the same old Jets, and it's they're just hard luck. They are. They are. Uh, Howard, give give me some give me some backup quarterbacks for this team next season because Lord knows they can't bring the crew they got back this year. 
Well, you know, there's a lot of guys. I mean, we, we're just we're watching Joe Flacco. All yeah, of a sudden, that? I mean, what is he, 176 years old? <laughs> but, you know, he doesn't look that bad. He really no. doesn't. No, he looked pretty good this week. He didn't look. You know, I heard some folks saying, saying today, guys, why did the Jets bring him back? Because he didn't look like this last year. <laughs> no, that's no, right. not the same flag. No, that's exactly right. I mean, backup quarterback, who really knows? Look, Aaron Rodgers, he said something interesting. He said that he could see himself playing another couple of years into his 40s. Uh, and why not? Well, let's see if it can happen. If it does, they're that much better off. But we'll see. No question about it. Howard David at the top of the hour. Line him up to talk to Howard. 1-800-919-3776. He'll talk NFL. He'll talk NBA. He'll talk Major League Baseball. Howard, have a good show. Good talking to you again, my friend. Have a good holiday. Same here, Larry. All right, Gordon. Enjoy yourself on Saturday. I'll see what I missed on TikTok, and then we'll talk next week. Sounds good, Larry. That wraps up this edition of the Dan Grasso Show. I'm Larry Harsty. That's Gordon Damer. Julian and Chantel, thank you very much. Howard David's next on 98.7 ESPN.